Hey guys, it's Marty. Buying a car is a not-so-fun experience for most people, and it doesn't have to be. At TrueCar.com, they'll help you get rid of the fear that you may overpay. You know you'll get a fair price because they show you what others paid for the car you're looking for. TrueCar.com analyzes what people are paying for their cars in their market and shares it with consumers so that they never have to overpay. Over 40,000 cars were sold by TrueCar certified dealers just last month. Users see an average savings of $3,046 off MSRP. True Car certified dealers go through a certification process and you work directly with a True Car representative that will honor your savings. True Car certified dealers believe that truth and transparency are essentials to a better buying experience. First, go to TrueCar.com and find out what others pay for the same vehicle in your market and around the country. Second, register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings certificate. And the third step is simple. Just print out your certificate and take it to the True Car certified dealer for a better hassle free buying experience. True Car has the most comprehensive new car pricing information available and a certified network of dealers that offers a hassle-free car buying experience and negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Support the Ask Women podcast and shop at truecar.com. Podcast1.com presents the Ask Women podcast. Uh-huh. A place where three female comics and a professional wing girl get together to dissect the female mind. You don't know how I feel. And explain it to men in terms they can actually understand. Booze. Now, here's the lovely ladies of Ask Women. Hey guys, welcome to the Ask Women podcast where you get real advice straight from the source. I'm Kristen Carney, <laughs> comedian, host, actor, confused human being. Here, of course, with Marnie Kinris, bestselling author, very focused on her career, winggirlmethod.com. Oh, Go visit it. Um, I love how enthusiastic you sound. I'm trying so hard. You are trying, but that's going to disappoint people, so maybe don't try too hard. You know what's hard about starting the show? We tape the show at 1 o'clock, which should be late for me. I mean, right. that should be like, you know, you're 30... One. Yeah, that's like midday. Right. But for me, it's like I haven't talked to anyone yet. My voice is always <laughs> crackly, and I'm trying to actually just get into the swing of being a human. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. But you've ta- we had good chit-chat before. Chit-chat. Now I'm like 50 years old um, before the show. So I think that's why you're more enthusiastic this time. I'm trying. I'm trying. I love it. Yeah. Good shirt. Good voice. Thank you. It's all Thank coming you. together, Kristen. Well, uh, I'm trying to turn it on because we have uh, Dennis Hoff coming in on the mm-hmm. second half of the show. Who, as some of you or a hundred percent of you probably know, because uh, yeah. you're all you're all dudes, um, is uh, Dennis Hoff, who is a brothel owner, I guess technically. In, that is so Not vintagey. Not technically, he is. No, he is a brothel, and it's so vintagey. It's so antiquey sounding. But he runs the Bunny Ranch, which then, when you say Bunny Ranch, doesn't sound so antiquey and charming. It just sounds <laughs> right. like kind of. Uh, hoe baggy. But uh, I'm excited to talk to him because uh, I've got some beef to pick with him as well as um, Martin's got some legitimate questions to talk to him about. Yeah, I wonder what beef you have with him. I'm hey, running a brothel. I don't know. It's I guess you got, things. you got things to say. If you don't have a little beef with him, it's a little... Uh-huh, I don't know. I think he's right on point with his career choices, to be honest. We don't have a voice of man today uh, because... Either we messed up and gave, gave the wrong time or he messed up and didn't listen. He, I don't know. Anyway, he messed up. I'm yeah, assuming. he's an unreliable man. Men are always disappointing us. Just joking. But we have Ray who is with us. Hello, Ray. Hello. Yes, and he is our wonderful producer on the Ask Women podcast. And he will be voicing in as the voice of man for the show. And but before we start... cranking up the douche. Yes, exactly. We need that. We need some douchebag. So before we get to having our normal conversation, I want to get into a wing girl minute. 
Married men and men in a long-term relationship, listen up. Want your lady to crave sex with you and initiate sex more often? As a married woman myself, I know that it's tough to get to a sexy place when you're constantly feeling like the maid of the house. So if you want more sex, start picking up the mop, make the bed, tidy up the bathroom, and take some of those household chores off your lady's plate. The more she feels like you're contributing to the home, the more turned on she'll be. If you want to make it even more fun... You can get her a sexy maid's outfit and tell her to put it on. And <laughs> no, don't listen to this and, part of the minute. And watch you scrub the toilet. You wouldn't think toilet bowl cleaner would be an aphrodisiac, but boy, is it <laughs> ever! And that is my wing girl minute for married men and men, married men, not man, and men in a long-term relationship. I hope my boyfriend is listening. That Seriously. has been such an issue always for us, but. Um, that's that's funny that you brought that up because actually a friend of mine tweeted yesterday. He's a comedian, but he said like, "Dudes, not getting laid, just clean your bathroom." A hundred percent. It's a, it makes a huge difference. Oh, for sure, huge. And I actually remember the first time I saw my current boyfriend's bathroom, which was a very <laughs> it was like one of those make or break moments that totally should have broken us. Right. I mean, it was like, it's like we're having it was, braids to go hiking. Exactly. I yes. mean, it was just shockingly bad because we had good experiences and all of a sudden I'm like, you know, get to see his apartment and I was like, goo, when I walked <laughs> in Like literally goo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's disgusting. Literally. And he will say things like, no, it wasn't that bad. And so to this day, so I sometimes wonder if we're on the same page just visually. <laughs> I'm like, there's no way that you could consider that not horrifying. It was like a crust he was on the used sink. To it. That's disgusting. Yeah. Even if there's like just only the crust on the sink and nothing else, that to me is disgusting. I'm like, how do you not see that and want to make it gone? Yeah, but you know like, what? It I, doesn't make sense. I know, but you know what? I judged actually more than that was that he had lived with his previous <laughs> girlfriend actually in that apartment, which I've never really talked about. Oh, she's still allowed that. Uh huh. Oh, well, that? I don't know. She must have been gone oh, long right, enough. Right. But the de- the decor in the bathroom was so bad. <laughs> That again, it should have been a break moment. Like if yeah, you went out with like, someone eh. with this taste, obviously before you me, don't get me, right? But then we had again, we had the Seinfeld in common. I know you put a lot on Seinfeld. I do. Dirty bathrooms can overcome with just a little love of Seinfeld. Oh, it does exactly. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk today about something a little bit sad, and I know that when people listen to this, it won't be very timely because we we secretly, you know, not so secretly now we pre-record a lot of episodes so that we can go on vacation. <laughs> That's the real reason <laughs> and for be lazy. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Be lazy. Um, but Robin Williams died yeah. yesterday, or actually, it was found that he committed suicide. Yeah, and that was a huge shock for me. My husband came in and said, "I just got a CNN report that Robin Williams is dead," and like that just seems. Like nothing, I would never think I would hear a statement like that. And I was very shocked and surprised by it. But today, you know, there's being a lot more revealed. Um, And I know that, you know, you you suffer from depression. And and so it's not something that I completely understand, but a lot of people I work with um, suffer from depression as well. Um, But I really wanted to get your take on this situation. Number one, you're a comedian. You also suffer from depression. I wanted to hear what you had to say about it. Yeah. Well, it was actually interesting because I had gotten a text from someone who said, and this was before we we knew that he had passed away and committed suicide. Um, And a friend of mine who's having a hard time said, hey, I just want to get your take on antidepressants. And so I said, okay, sure. I'll call you back or I'll call you as soon as I get home. I had to charge my phone, whatever. So I get home and of course, whenever I talk on the phone to anybody, I have to log out of the computer because I don't have enough I can't focus attention on the phone. So I I called, and as I called, I just logged on to Facebook, and I said, well, speaking of antidepressants, you know, Robin Williams just killed himself. And it was just a very timely moment for that conversation. Right. Um, 
my take, I have a hard time, and this is actually probably like a little bit of depression speaking, but it's so hard for me to compare any of myself to someone like Robin Williams, who's so deeply talented and, um, and classic and, uh, you know, beloved and all that stuff. So, uh, but it's a normal thing, I think, to personalize any tragedy and, Ever since I was little, I've actually, not little, but when I was younger and I saw Mrs. Doubtfire, I remember saying he, he looks sad in his eyes. Like the scene, um, where he has to go to court and plead for his children. He truly didn't look like he was like acting in his eyes. He looked like he was just genuinely sad, like inside as a person. I remember thinking that and thinking he looks like he has things underneath that he probably hides. Um, so that, that that didn't come as a huge shock, knowing like his background with. I mean, it came as like a, of course a shock. Like, why would a guy who's so successful and right. so prolific, yeah, but you weren't want to take himself so from from everybody in, in his family and everything? But yeah, I I'm not surprised he was so sad, and uh, and and I I just don't want to sound so cliche, but seeing the overall reaction of everyone's outpour of how much they liked him and remember being either influenced by him or days brightened up by him um, really makes you feel, and this is, again, this is where like the depression I think comes in and I'm not trying to be selfish on this, but it makes me feel so small. Like, you know, if this guy, and I actually tweeted this, like if, if he can't, if he doesn't like himself, how can any of us? So um, I think that's a negative, really negative way to look at it. But I think that, um, as we're well, going to talk show about, is all about negativity, so. right? <laughs> but as Perfect. we're going to talk about it, it, you shouldn't be afraid in any aspect of your life to ask for help. Yeah. And so for me, that was the biggest change in my life was when I asked for help. And the reason I didn't ask for help for so long was because it was so complicated. And when you're already so low in a hole and you feel so entrenched in like sadness to then be able to seek help takes, it sounds easy, but it takes so much energy. It feels like you have to be prepared to run a marathon just to find help, especially when you don't have the money and you don't have insurance. Right. And, and you know, so you, that, that is you the feel hundred percent. Right. So and you feel right helpless. Person. Yeah. And I, I, for, um, since I was probably 20 years old, I would say maybe 18, 19, it started, but up until I was 29 or 30, didn't seek, I, I went to therapy and stuff, but it because it was affordable, but I didn't seek medical help. And it was because I, I couldn't afford it. I couldn't afford to go to a psychiatrist that cost $300 a session. I couldn't do it. Right. Um, so the problem I think be, lies in the fact that seeking help doesn't seem like an option. Obviously he has sought help in the past and obviously has the means to do so. And it doesn't always solve everything. But I think for me, that was a huge, huge help. Um, but I felt really, I felt incredibly dark moments where, you know, where you feel those feelings and you, I can semi relate. And I, I guess I'm trying to stay like not super dark, but in those moments, your brain does operate on a different level. Rational thinking is completely different for you than it is for someone with the normal chemistry happening. And so I've felt those feelings before I've. I've always said, like, I'm not, like, ballsy enough to do anything like that. No matter how sad I got, I couldn't right. do it because I'm, like, I'm just pussy, to be honest with <laughs> right. you. Well, but thank any- God. Yeah, thank God. But, um, yeah, I, I feel 
somewhat like I can relate with him and then on the other hand I totally can't because of his like level of genius well to tie it back to the people that listen to our show and even if, you know for, for me I, I I can't imagine going to that place either to be that sad but I, I've also had extremely down moments yes I talk about positivity a lot on the show but that's because I have sought help in the past I have continuously worked on myself and I now have, as I talk about, a tool belt full of tools to pull on if I ever do get to a sad place. But I'm still constantly always dealing with, do people like me? Um, Am I their number one? Am I special? And feeling that I'm alone and I have faster ways to pull myself out of that negative hole. Whereas before I started doing the work that I'm doing, um, I would be in it for weeks. And and what happens during that time, as you know, it just separates you from people. And I know that a lot of the guys and girls who are listening to the show can start to do this in their own dating lives. I'm never going to find the right person. I'm not good enough for the right person. A lot of the guys, and and one of the questions that we have for today, hopefully we get to it, um, it's this guy who you can tell the way that he's framing everything in the question is he's saying, I'm not good enough for anybody, but what can I do? And it's really just, you know, that first part of the question, it's it's thinking I'm not good enough for anybody. Um, So for this week's chapter in the man's playbook, I want to talk about uh, getting help. Yeah. Are you horny to win? Are you horny to win is not appropriate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, we're not. Are you horny to seek help? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Are you horny to seek help, people? Well, here's what you do. Um, okay, so but, like, we kind of did talk about it before even introducing the chapter, but just to, just to reiterate, there's nothing wrong with you if you seek help. Um, when I first started my business, and I've been doing this for 11 years now. And people would say to me, oh, that's what you do. You must work with some huge freaking losers. And <laughs> I, I didn't say that. <laughs> and I would look at them and say, actually, these are some of the best men I've ever worked with in my entire life because they're asking for help and they're doing research to become better people. That's a strong person, not a loser. The loser is the one who asks that, who asks that question because they're too right. afraid to ask for help. And for me, I used to be very afraid to ask for help, especially for things like picking up girls, right? Which you're, for me, maybe not, but, or even like picking up guys, you're naturally supposed to be good at these things. So it's embarrassing if you need the help. But for things that you don't know how to do, like playing tennis, you sometimes go to a tennis coach or a tennis instructor. Why Talk is it, about embarrassing. Yeah, exactly. But like, the thing is, is that it's, it's really in your head that one thing is appropriate to ask for help for and one thing is inappropriate to ask yeah, for help for. Yeah, it's very ingrained from us. Yeah. Or for us, you know, from from just growing up in society. For sure. Yeah. And the thing is, is that asking for help doesn't make you weak. It makes you a strong person. And I'll, I'll give a personal story. Um, when Before my husband and I – no, actually not. It wasn't before we got married. It was actually after. I had um, some moments of, of uh, panic attacks. It was it was a year where I was, you know, questioning what I was doing with my business. Um, I was questioning myself. It was my first year of marriage as well. And I I think I was getting close to 30. Maybe that's – I forget exactly what it was. Yeah, that's that, like a perfect storm. Yeah. It's like a, everything was being triggered at that time. So I was, I was just constantly – doubting myself for some reason. And I would put it a lot onto my husband, which uh, at the time I thought was extremely fair because when he had his moments, I helped him out with it. So I was like, well, if I have my moments, you should be helping me out with that too. Until about five months into that situation where he he was dealing with me a lot, with me 
coming in and crying to him constantly. Uh, and he, he helped me as, as best as he could. He's not a coach in, you know, but he's, he's helped me and soothed me. Um, and I went for a walk with one of my girlfriends and I was complaining that he wasn't able to help me the same way that I was able to help him. And she, she kind of called me out of my shit and said like, you have to help yourself first. And it's something that I tell every person that I work with, but I wasn't even able to take my own advice, like not realizing that they were directly connected to each other. And so I was like, oh my God, you're absolutely right. Like I have to sort my shit out and work on things. And so I came home that day and I said to my husband, I'm like, this is not on your shoulders anymore. Like I have to take care of this and I'm going to do the research and figure it out yeah. about who to speak to and, and how to get help. And I totally, totally agree with you. But I think what's difficult again for some people is the, the switch flicking in their brain. Because if you need help, but you feel so kind of buried by, yeah. like, by the weight of it, to then s- see the light and say, oh, I can get help in whatever it is, if it's dating or money or you know, depression or whatever. Uh, it, it, it's like no one will do that until they have inside right. decided to do that. Absolutely. And I think that's hard because you can't really predict when you're going to switch in your brain. Right. You no, know what that, I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Like that day happened for me because my friend said it's your responsibility. Had right. my husband maybe said that to me earlier, right. I don't know if I would have listened to him. Yeah. So, but the, I wanted to give advice on like where to start looking. So we're really lucky nowadays because we have search engines uh, and the best place to actually Yeah, imagine go. being depressed in the 80s. Oh God, you're like, places? right, exactly. <laughs> like go through the phone book and be <laughs> oh. like, yeah, therapist. Like it's difficult. Um, but going online, which, which can also hurt you, I think, if you, if you want to look for that negative information, right. but it can also really help you and motivate you. So uh, here's an assignment that I'm going to give to the people that are listening. So I would love if you are depressed or you're not satisfied or, or, or having difficulty in something or downing yourself about something specific about your life, I want you to go to Google or I'm not going to, you know, Bing, whatever you want to use. I don't want to be down on other <laughs> search engines. Um, although I, for some reason, I doubt Bing. I don't know why. I doubt Bing too. I actually a long time ago tweeted, um, <laughs> Bing is just the sound Google makes when it crushes <laughs> like That's other search good. engines. Yeah. But then I ended up hosting with AfterBuzz and they do AfterBuzz TV and they use Bing as like their main sponsor. So I, I think I took it, took it down or something, but I was bummed. I was like, no, that was such That's a, a good tweet. one. Exactly. Whatever. Yeah, now, it's, say it now it's in podcasting yeah. space. Yeah. Lives forever. This Bing. cannot be erased. Yeah. Bing. Um, but yeah, go onto one of the search engines and just search for one article a day that has like something positive attached to it. Read the article. And then write something about it afterwards, write how you think about it, how you feel about it. And then if it's something that actually offers advice and guidance on what to do, make sure to implement whatever it's said to do for that week. Yeah. And that that can change things and be your yeah. first step to actually getting help. And I think being um, like self using self-discipline to not allow yourself to wallow. Yeah. Wallowing for me is like wrapping myself in the coziest blanket. Oh, it's so easy. Oh, yeah, sucking I'm a my failure. Thumb. People it's amazing. Hate me. Yeah, it's so easy. And so it's empowering when you realize, oh, I don't have to wallow and I can actually change because I'm in control. When exactly. you realize that you have control to an extent, you know, to an extent, it's an amazing feeling. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I just want to pay Christian a compliment. So we did um, oh, thank you. an interview yesterday on, I'm going to scrub his last name, James. What's his last name? It's Jewish. Just I, For me, a- okay, this is a Yiddish word, but like altakakar means like an old man. Like you're an altakakar. Sounds like a cocksucker. Right? But that, yeah, but that <laughs> actually is what I see when I look at his last name. It's so not that last name, but it's all tutor. Yeah, that's, I was reading it, reading it as 
um, James something or other. Yeah, like exactly. I didn't even try to pronounce it. Exactly. Yeah, and he has like, a very oh, popular James. show. You would think he wouldn't with right. a name like that. Right. But his show is very popular. We were on his show yesterday. And um, I, I was very impressed with Kristen. She was talking extremely confidently. Uh Super sexy, I will tell you this. I was very turned well, you on. You know, it's interesting the whole time because Marnie and I was a phone interview, so we weren't in the same room. But yeah. the whole time, I probably had a booger in my nose to just negate <laughs> anything that was smooth about it. Yeah. Like I look horrible right now, but I have confident words coming out of my mouth. But I, I was very, very impressed. Really? With you. So you've obviously been doing the steps to. Well, I've been listening to Marnie. Oh, stop! I really have. Oh, keep. Whenever going. someone in my life that I like, my, my family or friends or something, I'm just like, oh yes, you just in acting like your <laughs> advice is my actual. Oh, I love that. That's a perfect place to end this chapter in, in the man's, man's playbook. playbook. All right. So Art. so who do we have coming up again? Dennis Hoff. Yeah, Dennis Hoff. And uh, the reason his last name actually doesn't end with men, like man, is because he runs a bunny ranch, so he's not a true man. He's uh, a, ba-dum-ching. Ba-dum-ching. Bing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the sound that bad jokes make. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we have Dennis Hoff coming up in the second half of our show. So please stay tuned. And I think you're He's wearing a bowling shirt, which is so appropriate. I love it. It's like one of those, or not bowling. It's like one of those old. uh, Mr. Cliche. I like it. He knows who knows who he is. It's very Nevada Route 66. It's very Route 66. I love it. All right. Well, we have him coming up on our show. So stay tuned. And now, Katy Perry. Imagine going on stage without any guitars or keyboards, drums. Or a microphone. And being expected to roar. Tough, right? It's the same with our teachers who are using their own money so students can learn. DonorsChoose.org is a charity that helps teachers get what they need for students to succeed. That's why Staples is donating $1 million to the cause. Join Katy Perry and donate at staples.com slash make roar happen. Hey, I'm Jake. And I'm Amir. And we're from that appropriately named web series, Jake and Amir. We're also the voices of If I Were You, the only advice podcast on the internet hosted by us that's right every week we offer our personal insight to real problems submitted to us by real people and sometimes even our comedy friends join like ben schwartz thomas middleditch and allison williams the important thing is the advice is often pretty bad but hopefully always funny so go to podcastone.com and hit that download button to hear our terrible but hopefully funny advice thanks guys you're listening to the Ask Women Podcast, a Podcast One presentation. Whatever. Hey guys, welcome back to the Ask Women Podcast. We're here with Dennis Hoff from the Bunny Ranch and his lovely, um, you said co, you said something about Oh, uh, well, her. we sleep together. Ava Adora. Okay, there you go. There you go. I'm yeah. also a working girl down at the Bunny Ranch. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. And, Perfect. And she's, yep. And, and she's as sweet as can be. And you can see her at bunnyranch.com. There's, she just shot for Penthouse. She's going to be at Penthouse coming oh, up soon. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank and, you. Uh, I'm excited. That's awesome. She a lot of fame and uh you know when she first came to work to the bunny ranch uh i started dating her and i took her to an a-list oscars party and uh bill clinton every a-lister was there and bill clinton rolled through with his secret service team no where was uh, this in here in beverly hills okay and uh sony studios actually and it was like no um no pictures, no pictures, no pictures, no pictures. So you took a picture. And well, he, she, <laughs> Ava said, her and Barbie girl said, Mr. President, what would you say? This isn't a good follow-up from the whole Monica Lewinsky thing right. for yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were like, Mr. President, Mr. President, we're um, Ava, Dora, and Barbie girl from the Bunny Ranch. You know, Can we have a He's picture? He's like, oh, I know you well, very well. Kind of, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he was surrounded by the Secret Service, and um, he turned around, kind of parted them, and let we were the only two who no were way. That does not get a surprise. picture. Me really? at all. Now, there's <laughs> one picture taken. In. One picture, right? <laughs> 
And I, I'll tell you, I got to give Bill credit because he did say hello to Ron too. He did. He said, "Hi, Ron. How are you?" Oh, wow. And uh, and it, it was very nice of him. But there was no picture. Ron was miserable. But so there was one picture taken. Okay. And guess what? Four days later. National That's Enquirer cover. Oh my God, <laughs> oh, that is so funny. How'd they get that? And uh, boy, they get everything. Yeah, they, they get it all. And uh, so there was, there was one picture taken, and here's Bill Clinton and, and <laughs> Ava Adora and Barbie Girl on the cover of their. No, Hillary going on the cover. It says with hookers. How do you feel about the term "caught with hookers"? Well, hookers. I mean. In within the organization, like you if get you it. will, like right? We yeah. we call each other hookers out of okay. endearment, you right, know. Right. But it's oh, really right, like you know, it's like the N word for black people. Exactly. It's actually <laughs> kind of the closest way I like yeah. to describe it. Yeah. But I mean, if somebody else who didn't know, understand the job, understand the lifestyle, right. were to just call me a hooker, it's of right, course right. you know offensive. It's working, a working girl. girl. Let's be, you know, yeah. let, let's be politically correct. Call call me a working girl. That's what she would say. Exactly. A, a guy in the ranch is never going to use hooker. We say, hey, excuse me, she's a working girl. You're not a trick. You're not a John. You're a client. You're a customer. She's not a hooker or a whore. Uh, she's a working girl. See, I'm like gotcha. I. Okay, this is. I want to tell you guys something. I am as naive when it comes to sex as I've slept with one person. I'm 31. So I'm in like the polar opposite group of you guys, I guess I could say here. But uh, you might want to hang out with us tonight. (laughs) Seriously. But uh, look at this menu. These are things you should be doing. When I hear working girl, I'm like, oh, she has a job on Wall Street. Like that's just like. Uh, so, well, so yeah. If you have a boss, you're a prostitute. You know, it's that's a true. Thing. Right. You're selling your well, services. Wait, hold on. Oh, I want to. I just want. I'm curious. Ooh, fighting over talking to you. How you got interested in like selling vagine? Like I just. How did selling that virginity? happen? Virginity? No, vagine. Like a vagina. vagina. Well, I didn't. I didn't invent <laughs> prostitution. I mean. No, but how did Christ you get into whore. wanting to do it? Well, the the. the Oldest Bunny profession. Ranch has been there 60 years. I call it a 60-year-old yeah. social experiment that works real well. It's in northern Nevada between Reno and, and Lake Tahoe. So I started I, – I, I met a girl in Reno. I moved to Reno when I, I left Arizona when I was a kid and bought a gas station, had a bunch of them, and I started dating a girl. Now, that girl finally told me after a few months she was a working girl at the, at the Bunny Ranch, the Moonlight Ranch. I, I changed it to Bunny Ranch. And um, so I went out there. And I thought, well, this is kind of – once you get past the sex, it's just like any other job. And it's it seems all right. It's legal. The state of Nevada made it legal everywhere uh, in Nevada except for Las Vegas and Reno. Right. And I thought, it's okay. So then I met Andy Kaufman out there, the famed comedian, yeah. Man in the Moon, the movie. And uh, um, so Andy and I were hanging around there partying all the time. And in about 78, uh, Andy said one night, he says, let's buy this place and treat everybody like you and I are – treated me because i was a boyfriend right. him because he was a celebrity, celebrity. yeah okay. and so i thought wow so we started getting our ideas together i tried to buy it couldn't do it uh 84 he dies no liquor no drugs vegetarian dies of cancer right and so i Very kept typical i yeah i kept up the 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 battle and in 92 bought it and just implemented all the things that andy and i and bob zamuda right. uh, the founder of comic relief who who robin williams worked for in on and on the comic relief um and i just put in all those things and and it's become the most famous place in I the world. I had no idea no. there was like such a Hollywood history behind it. No, neither did I. Even yeah. the stories you were telling us before we we started mm-hmm. recording, like just well, everybody goes there. I mean, every yeah. every now we we were talking today earlier, and uh, we were on the Heidi and Frank's show, right? And we were talking off air, and uh, and we were talking about an A list female celebrity that's smoking hot, okay? And, and nobody knows she likes girls. 
And so we'll fly somebody to L.A., rent a van, go over here to Starbucks in Beverly Hills. She walks out the door, picks her up. They drive seven and a half hours to the Buddy Ridge. Really? So she can party for a couple of days, and then they, they bring her back. Yeah. Really? Well, I think it's a common misconception, I feel too. feel like that's that... Demi Moore. That's my guess. <laughs> a little younger. <laughs> okay, interesting. <laughs> Um, I think it's a common misconception, too, that um, prostitution in general is about this whole, like, walk in, get your business done, and walk out. It's shameful. It's it quick. Like a whole you just get it out. Exactly. It's an adventure for us. And it's it's not so much about sex. You can only have sex, you know, you can't have sex for three hours. You can't have sex for a right. whole day. God. You know, so the majority of our job is actually about emotionally connecting with people and making them feel comfortable and giving them that intimacy that they may not have in their in everyday, places. day-to-day it's life. It's interesting. We had um, on our show, actually, a while back, Mike and Holly, have you ever heard of their show? It's on the Playboy Network. Anyway, they're called Swing Time or Swingers. They talk about the swinging uh lifestyle. That's what their whole show is about. But Mm -hmm. um, off air and on air with us, they were talking about, you know, the world that they're involved in. And really what it is is just people who are really open sexually and they are open to experiences, which, you know, a lot of other – We get a lot of swingers come to the ranch. Yeah. Here's the problem with a swinger. You get two couples and and you can never work it out. It's like if the wife likes this – guy the woman doesn't like the girl it's always a hassle there's right. a so huge it, potential for jealousy and you know, yeah. infidelity so it, you know so it's real simple to come to the bunny ranch those swingers and find a girl to party with okay and the truth is most men don't, don't want another man in the party anyway i mean right. I, I would much rather party with all three of you girls uh, than i would have have one of your boyfriend there I'm like are you kidding me like, who I, needs I, him I, I you're be, this guy i want to be the only penis in the party right okay <laughs> And so it, it's a lot of swingers come there because they, they don't have all that complicated dynamics of trying to get the, well, she likes this one and he doesn't like this one and all that. Right. And well, the, it's interesting what you were saying before. Uh, it's about providing people with an emotional experience that they may not be getting anywhere else. Because in the first half of the show, this is completely, I thought it would be completely opposite to you know what you guys would bring to the table. But it kind of goes hand in hand because we, we talked about Robin Williams who you know, we just found out he's committed suicide and depression. But we talked about it's okay to ask for help. And it's and, okay to ask to get laid. Yeah, exactly. It's what that's but our transition. Is, is that do, <laughs> so there's a lot of guys listening to this show, a lot of women too. Um, but do you find that there are some guys who do come there, number one, you know, for the emotional experience, but also number two, to learn more about their own sexuality. Oh yes. Uh, oh, all the time. And I mean, a lot of, besides just, you know, the, the virgins or, you know, people who maybe haven't had sex in 20 years, 15 years right. who come in, we also, you know, d- work with people who are in, you know, seemingly happy marriages. And I mean, we were just, I was just talking to somebody a, a week or two ago about how to, you know, do better oral techniques on his wife, you know, so he could go back and, oh, well, you let's know, hear this please then. her. What is a better way to do a better <laughs> oral technique? Well, I think you know, I, our biggest theme of the day for sex advice is to just slow, slow down yeah. for oh, men. Oh yeah, we've had I mean, that, yeah. yeah. Right. It can't be too much lube and slow down. Yep, those and, are and, two and, uh, what we were what we're talking about, it, and in fact, we did a show uh, earlier today, and this gentleman had learned oral sex on Cat House on our TV show really? many, many years ago. And, and it worked real well for him. And now he's wanting to ramp it up a little bit. Uh, but the, the bottom line is that, that you, it's a silly joke. Okay. And it, it may be, but what's a woman in a frying pan have in common? You get, get them both real hot before you put the meat in them. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, but it's, but it's, it's true. Truth, there's truth to it. It's like, I would, I would never, uh, insert my penis in, in Ava without her coming six, eight, ten times. Every time, every time, and that's what. Are you ever faking? No, there's really there's no. I was going to ask, how is he in bed? 
It's amazing. Really? I would think so. Lots better. of practice. Exactly. Well, it's, it's practice plus I care. I, I, yes. I, I think it's important for me to, to see a, a woman be satisfied and, and be happy. And, and also, they're never busy when you call them right. if, if you're taking care of them. Right. Okay? And, uh, but we, we do things. We'll, on a, a Sunday, we'll take a, a day off. And we, the record was 37 orgasms on a Sunday. And we started keeping <laughs> score. He has a whiteboard above his bed. And so each time, you know, it's just a... Wait, a 37 for thing. you? Yeah, yeah, just for me. Well, I, I guess I only, how many? I only had a couple. Yeah, 39, 40. Yeah, I only had a couple. Knows, but. but guys don't want to take the time. And I think uh, I hear. I'm glad every, that was on a Sunday. Every. <laughs> yes, yes, that's right. It, it was back and forth from the pool to the barbecue to, to the church, breakfast place. Today, yeah. yeah, we forgot the church that day. Um, so I hear from guys every day at the ranch. My wife is cold. She doesn't put out. Yeah. Uh, talk, how terrible their sex life is. Just talked about and, my boyfriend. And, and every every time I hear this from a guy, you know what I, I think goes through my mind? You're not getting her off. Yeah, you're 100%. not satisfying her. Because if you're satisfying her, you're going to have a good time and she's going to be available and she's not going to be cold and she's going to want to have sex because it's, it's a natural thing uh, for that interaction for people to care about each other. 100%. And so guys just got to slow down and have fun and use, use the toys, the tongue, the fingers, use everything. Thing, uh, and, and and stop prematurely ejaculating. Uh, if if it's getting that good, get out and, and, move, and calm down. move to the t- move to the tongue or the fingers or, or the killer toys, and then insert again. Yeah. And it's it's a simple concept, but everybody wants to make it so difficult. I think so too. Well, actually, at the very front end of the show, I have this thing called a wing girl minute, and I was talking to married men and men who were in long term relationships, and saying if they wanted to get their ladies to be into sex more and initiating sex more, they have to pick up a mop, do some dishes, clean the bathroom. Really, let's just- not carry this too far. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm I'm saying that you know if. If the women didn't feel so much like a maid, they may go into the sexier place. Like, you know, the I think wi- it's the idea of feeling appreciated. Absolutely. Right? That's what and it really comes out. down to. Exactly. And helped out. But I love what you were saying. If they took the time to actually like see the woman for what she is and like just like ravage her for that, yeah. that would be the huge, hugest turn on for a woman yeah, to be it's, desired it's, and wanted. It's a simple thing that, that we do. And, uh, and I, I think maybe your audience would be interested in this. Have sex before you go to dinner. Oh, for sure. But you know what? Okay, oh, yeah. I did. I did see there was some show that I was watching. You don't feel bloated. You don't have any gas. <laughs> no, but okay. It's so like the, the best. Time. Okay, in the show that I saw, there was this one guy who went to go see like a, a like a Buddhist, and he was all Zen and giving advice about being Zen and blah blah. And he's like, you know what? You try having three kids, a job that you have to work eight hours a day, like a list of things that this Buddha doesn't have to do all right. day, and see if you are that Zen and can can do it as well as you're doing it right now. But mm-hmm. so for me, I'm I'm thinking like this is what your job is is to you know be in this space to enjoy pleasure have pleasure practice sex so is it is it the same for other people who have completely different lifestyles than you to be able to get to this place to enjoy sex so much well let's both talk about this but my my opinion is that they don't take time they don't set up their house properly they don't they don't have private time together i mean when you go into the bunny ranch, you go into Ava's room, you're captivated. The music's perfect. It smells right. The, the, the sheets are right. Everything is just beautiful and, and, and perfect. And it's because it's, it's not, it's not like guys going to his house. They want to, they want to do it in the same place, the same way, the same position, the same time. With the Simpsons on in the background. And it's, it's like. Sports center. Two, right. two minutes of penetration. He ejaculates. Uh, he goes to sleep. She rolls over, masturbates, and thinks about my TV show. 
<laughs> there you go. Exactly. Exactly. That's sex in America. It's true. And, and it's just it's it's a mess. And, and I think when you when you start when you're having kids, now you have a baby now, yeah. it, it makes it more difficult. You have to plan time and, and figure out how you're gonna do this and uh yeah. and it is it is challenging, even for our listeners, like just to know that I had to have a conversation with my husband about scheduling those things. And for him, he got anxious at first when we had that conversation. He's like, oh, I don't want to schedule, blah, 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 because then it feels like so contrived. And what if we don't do it on that day? Then blah, blah, blah. And I was like, this is, this is how things have to work right now in order for them to happen and get done. And since we have started doing that, we you know used to schedule dinners for ourselves to remind ourselves to do it before we had a baby, before we got married. And now that we are scheduling sex, it's kind of exciting. Yeah. And we it do it really on other is. times where it's not scheduled. At least you know when to shave your legs. Exactly. But then we also do it when it is scheduled and then we can plan for that. So- well, I, yeah, I know Ava has, has numerous customers uh, that come in and have told her about that, about how their life, how they can be themselves at the ranch. Maybe share that with Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, I have many, many clients who not only have, you know, committed relationships, you know, wives of 20 years, five kids, 10 grandkids, you know, the whole nine yards who come in and see me for just that day out of the month or whatever. And I know things about them. They've told me that their wives don't know or that, you know, whatever, just because I'm the one person who they feel comfortable enough to share. And that's, you know, the beauty of the bunny ranch is the discretion. And, you know, we're just, we're best friends and we happen to you know, be so close of friends, I guess, that will help you with your sexual issues as well as your emotional right. and your whatever. Do you, you ever know, feel bad about that? Why would like because I, because they have a secret lifestyle? Like, well, it, but the other, the other alternative is you know who the easiest piece of butt to get their secretary, it, it, their secretary, <laughs> their sister, their wife's sister, and in my case, because of the age difference, moms. Always. A, a, a girl's best girlfriend, she's always the one that, that will sleep with me. And, and it's, that's even sadder. And so at least the, the, the guy's coming to the ranch and, and he has the respect enough not to get caught where he's going to have privacy and discretion and never get caught. And uh, I, I think that's that's real important. I think another thing to remember too is that monogamy is something that our society has constructed, you know, fairly recently in that's you know true. the sense of humanity. And so I don't necessarily see you have to either be with me or you or have a family and there's those are two mutually exclusive ideas i mean he can still fool around with me have sex with me do whatever and still love his wife just as much if not more afterwards and there's no and i don't get offended by that i have no you know long-term emotional connection to this person where i want to be with him so i'm happy for for you ava do you ever i'm i'm maybe take it down a different path do you ever see a guy come in and you're like eh really no no because um, I mean, we're all human. You know, we're going to judge, and either you're attracted to somebody, or you want someone certain, a specific person to touch you or not. I mean, it is your body. Do you ever feel like grossed out? Or no. I feel grossed right by out just by you're like, I don't like people. you. You're not, not a nice <laughs> well, person. Well, a couple, couple things about you know? that. Then, I'm, then I, want, I want her to answer that because I want to hear the answer. First thing <laughs> I did when I bought the Bunny Ranch in '92 is I changed prostitution, and and I said, girls, don't ever party with anybody you don't want to. Just be nice to him and say, you know, let yeah. me let me introduce you to Kelly. You're right, right. Okay, uh, <laughs> go on, on the other. No girl, matter like, what I'll, the reason, yeah. pawn you off. He like keeps getting introduced and then gets <laughs> shoved out the door. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're the old school, and typically worldwide, if the guy has the money, you yeah, have yeah, sex you with do him. It. Right. The other, second thing is, don't ever do anything you don't want to. Everybody has a limit. That's great. And don't cross that limit. And and all you got to do is say, you know, I really don't do that, but let me introduce you to Kelly. This and, Kelly sounds awesome. Yeah, I want to hang out with Kelly. She's, she's Kelly's a, a freak. Yeah, she's, a, she's a tramp. And uh, she does it all. And so, and, and the last thing is, 
Uh, there, I'm not setting prices. I think it's disgusting and degrading for for somebody, an owner like me, to say you're worth this, you're worth this. So, oh you, yeah, I never thought about you, that. You can negotiate your own prices. It's like, like a steak Amazon. versus a chicken. Like right. when you go out to eat, the steak's more expensive. Exactly. <laughs> right. And so, so I, I said, you negotiate your own prices. And they said, but we got to have a minimum. No, there's no minimum. It's what you want to do something for. So, what is it? It, it makes for a willing buyer, a willing seller, and a, re, a repeat. Client, uh, client and empowerment on both and sides. It brings exactly. in girls. Look, look, look at her. I mean, this is this is not the so image cute. you have of a prostitute. Thank this you, is a, a Boston University graduate with a couple degrees. I don't want to act surprised, but I'm surprised. Oh, I know it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I don't want busting here. No, but the way you carry yourself, I, I I would assume that. Yeah, she's she's educated. She comes from a nice family. She has choices. Yeah, and the other the other misconception is this. Um, all working girls, uh, prostitutes, uh, have been molested. They've incest- incestuous relationships. They're damaged goods, and they have no other choices in life. She's obviously none of those things happened to her, and she's got all kinds of choices. She's paying off her school loans, and she's going to go back, and she's going to be a doctor. That's that's yeah. what she's going to do. Yeah, that's so the now plan. the second side of that is this, and and you sort of went there, is that all clients are losers. They're obese, they're ugly, they're sweaty, they're fat, and they're smelly. It doesn't sound like it from what you're talking about. No, it's not that way. It's the because opposite. here's what happens. If a if a guy has is if his time has any value at all, chasing girls is it, it takes a lot of time. And and if you're married or you have a relationship, a committed relationship, you can't do that. So this is our client. We we get as, as many young, good looking guys in there as you as you do people that you might not want to be with. So that being said, have you have you had people that you didn't want to party with? Well, and I why? Mean, it it has for the me. The why is important. Yeah. The why. That's for me. It's happened. You know, I'm not going to lie and say that everybody who walks in, I'm just you know, yeah, sure, you're great. Here's my you know, there's something great about you somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. I can sure. see it deepens that. <laughs> right. But I mean, what it comes down to always is respect, and it's it's respect. I mean, that's really that's it. If somebody's nice to me, you know, I don't care if they're 400 pounds, 90 years old, you know has this, has that. If they're respectful and they're nice, they're going to get a good deal. They're going to get a good time. That's really all it comes down to. Is that the same in your own personal dating life? Like, I don't know if you guys are exclusive. Yeah, we date. Yeah, yeah. You you date other people. Yeah. So then in your own dating life, is that that true? Is it the same evaluation for guys that you're dating versus guys that walk in to the house? Well, he's the only person I date outside of... Okay. So you you date. So you date. Well, I, I don't date. I mean, I, I, I like, I think Ava's wonderful. I, I date her. Uh, do I want to be with another girl once in a while? Yeah, I do. I'd, I'd, I'd rather be with, with her. But is that within the house or outside oh, yeah, of the house? I, I, mean, I don't date. 37 I, orgasms. You uh, don't have time to go date, I don't date anybody. I don't date any civilian girls ever. Okay. Disease rates are too high in the, in the age group that I want to date. It's one out of four girls has a disease and I don't, I don't date. And that's, that's another reason the guys come to the ranch is because the disease are, are out of hand yeah. in America right now. And so one out of four girls in the 18 to 25 age group has an STD. That's and if they're, if they're prostitutes, uh, it doubles. That number doubles. And in, in our business... And they every, have two STDs. Yeah. Every, every, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every girl is, is tested every week. Oh, wow. Really? For everything. Yep. Wow. Blood tests, everything. And really? condoms are mandatory. So you have to really? do a condom with every kind of... How, yeah. how, how does this... I've always been curious. How does this this match happen? Because you always see, like, you know, with... Uh, well, like describe, the Playboy, with then, Playboy, you know, people aren't, aren't seeing. How, how do you guys decide that you want to date? When you have all these options and things like that, yeah, how do you become more me, exclusive? How did you choose me? 
Well, I, I, <laughs> I met her. I met her at the ranch, and I, I saw this beautiful girl. And then, now, now, the stereotype, if you look back in my life, every girl for the last 20 years, there's a whole wall of centerfolds, five foot, five seven, 100, 110 pound blonde, most of them with blue eyes. Fake so this, this is, and with, well, some of them have, some of them don't. Brooke didn't. Brooke was a hustler. She so didn't have a. That's true. Brooke's blue. the exception. Yep. So anyway, I met her and I, I loved her personality and uh, look, look, a beautiful face. And I got to talking to her and find out she's educated. She could put three words in a sentence and I could have some stimulating three conversations. Three words. High standards you've got. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. I only need three words in a sentence. <laughs> and so we started seeing each other. And the more we see each other, the more I like it, and hopefully she yeah, so likes it. So it. it kind of happens just like it does in real life. Right, very yeah. organic. Well, so I, but I want to hear from your point of view, what is it about Dennis? Maybe that I should cot. step out of the room. <laughs> well, maybe. Uh, I think I should. It's interesting. Like, he speaks about kind of what his, you know, his ideal girl was before I got there. And so when I started working, it was never my intention to, you know, sleep with him, be with him. You know, I thought... You know, we would maybe be friends or, you know, know of each other. He's but it would, boss, right. right. Exactly. Like, would it would never that? get to that level. But um, once it did, I guess, and once he started showing interest in me, I, I decided that my biggest thing when we first started, you know, hanging out, sleeping together, whatever, I was like, if this doesn't work out, this is not going to make me quit my job. Like, if we do not, you know, continue working, I'm still going to be a working girl. I'm still going to make my money. I'm still going right. to get out of debt. I'm still going to do this. And what that enabled me to do, I think, was still... Regardless of if I was hanging out with him or not, I still had my own thing. I still was building my clients, my own base, my this. And so every time that we did hang out together, it was it was a treat. It was an extra. It was a bonus on top of what I had already oh, done. Oh, a treat. Right. <laughs> it's a good thing. And well, so, yeah. I want to know about his personality. Like, So we, we talked to the guys who listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of them are questioning approaching and picking up girls at the very beginning stages. Like, what do I have to say? What do I have to do? Can you talk to us a little bit about the way that he presented himself that triggered your attraction levels? Um, He was just incredibly confident, and it was interesting in the sense that I almost felt like he had a plan that I didn't understand or know about, Mm -hmm. but I trusted him enough to kind of follow along. Like, I remember um, the first time we actually hung out, Matt, we hadn't even slept together, anything like that. He was just, hi, you know, whatever, and he had said, you know, from this day on, your life is going to be forever different. And that's all he said. He was like, and I was just like, and it's intriguing, and there's like a mystery to that, right? Yeah. And I was, like, you know, what is, and like, uh, two days later, she was uh, tied up, blindfolded, gagged, <laughs> spinning from a ceiling fan. You're actually, like, I've actually, seen this before. before. A day later, we were sleeping together for the first time in your manager's office. So. Yeah, I know. I can't. Every time I walk in there, now I think about that. It's like I, I've never done anything like that. How do you get any work done in there then? Uh, well, it, it's difficult. It's very difficult. I would think so. That is work. Exactly. So I, I have some questions from our listeners, and they yeah. were. Uh, do you guys mind sticking around to answer that? Are, are we on live? Yeah, no, on no, live. no, 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 no. Oh no, it's not no, live. It's so yes, recorded. Right. I mean, yes, we're recording live right now, but not live. Going <laughs> we are people. live. But yes, but yes. Yeah, so you're okay with answering questions? <laughs> yes. Okay. Good. Okay. So here is the first question that I have. Uh, hey there, girls and guy, or guy and girl who have come in as a guest. I'm sure you get flooded with questions every day, so I doubt mine will get through, but I thought I'd try my luck. Anyway, my name is Dean. I'm 26 from Melbourne, Australia. I feel like I don't stand out to girls. I would say I'm a good-looking guy, not the hot guy girls would talk about, but I dress well, keep fit, and I'm conscious of my appearance. I rarely seem to get a smile back from a girl. I guess my question is, how do I stand out to a girl as a confident guy, smiling, uh... 
and not and not what I projected. Oh, as a confident guy smiling and not what I project at the moment. So basically he's saying his insights, instead of projecting his lack of confidence, how do I project confidence? If my question gets on, I would be stoked. Love the podcast. Thanks uh, heaps for your time anyway. From your mate down under Dean. I think the first issue is that all he wants to do is smile at somebody and expect them to spread their legs and be in love with him and go on a date. I mean... If a guy, if, if I'm just walking down the street and somebody smiles at me, regardless of if I smile back or not, that's not memorable. I'm right. not going to remember him in 5, 10, 30 seconds. Also, I'm, you don't know his intentions. Exactly. Is he smiling because he just tripped and is trying to make up for looking weird or does he right. like me or, you know. Right, yeah. right. You know, you know what, what, I, what I see is because of computers and because of gaming, the, the, there's a lack of social skills. Right. And and I, I think that, that people need to, to work on those. And I think you need to be able to walk up to somebody and look them in the eyes and say, hi, how are you? You know, yeah. if, if, if the smile is meant to really be, hi, I, I want to meet you. What's your name? You know, then then say it. And and I, I see it, guys coming to the ranch. And I, a lot of virgins that are in their 30s and 40s, uh, and they've been very successful at what they do, but they're they're locked in they're locked into these lives with computers and games, and they don't they don't know how to put three words in a sentence when it comes to meeting a girl. Again, love standards for the guy. I love it. <laughs> three set three words. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and but it's true. They just yeah. can't they can't do it. Now I see them like come to the ranch these guys and lose their virginity and hang around in a social environment where they're not going to be judged. Mm-hmm. And where everybody's just having fun, and all of a sudden they come out of that shell, yeah. and then they realize, I can talk to people, yeah. and they I, get that confidence level. I have, I have two things to say. So, so one thing I want to ask uh, to add on to what you just said, how do people get that real-life experience, Not real, or like when they go back to their real life, separate from you know being at the Bunny Ranch, of, of putting themselves into situations where they have a room full of open and understanding people. Like, how do people find that at home for themselves? I think it's the idea that once you jump into, you know, the ice cold water the first time, you you know what it's like and you're more likely to do it the second time. Yeah. And so you realize you survived and it's okay. Exactly. Yeah. And so since the bunny ranch is kind of this, you know, it's very difficult to fail there. You right. know, like you you, <laughs> right. you know, you will right. get laid if you want to. Kind it's of like bowling place. with the right. exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so once you once you maybe have been there or you've, you know, hung out with me a few times, you're my regular, we go on dates, we do this, um, it's not the idea that you'll be able to, you know, go up to any girl and just be like, hey, but you may be able more likely to go up to a, a girl who you would never have spoken to before and be like, hi, what's your name? You know, but you will have more confidence is, to do that because you have exactly. more positive experience. But you also know, like, you know, I'm not going to die if this doesn't work out. You know, she's not going to go and, you know, emasculate me to all of her friends and ruin my reputation, you know, or and anything she does, like that. Screw her. Well, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, and so I think to me, it's this whole idea of confidence in the sense that you really need to be direct with with a woman and you really need to not expect her to necessarily make the other 95 percent of the move you know a smile isn't going to work you know just looking at somebody isn't going to work and honestly you know honesty is the best policy if you like somebody go up to them and tell them what you like about them you know a girl isn't going to get pissed at you for complimenting her you know unless you're like i like your tits like, right you know unless you right. do it exactly and marnie right, always right. points out what what can <laughs> add a creepy factor would be the hesitation right exactly and the doubt yeah 100 exactly. percent. and actually that was one thing i wanted to highlight well, but it's like it, it, let me add one thing I see girls around the ranch and if if they don't have the ability to to walk up to somebody and say hello and talk to them uh, or if when somebody looks at them they kind of look the other way it's be, and it's because they're bashful 
because you might as well put your hand in the guy's face because it's it's like they you don't you're not interested in them right. and they really don't mean that they just don't have those outgoing people skills so right. it's not only guys it's girls and and oh, yeah. and, and everybody everybody just has to do more and be and be friendly uh, girls love to laugh they they love they love to be complimented hi you know what you look great oh thank you you know exactly <laughs> let's go do it uh, thank you <laughs> I, was, I was hoping that uh, but um, well, it's three, the first three step something. it's a step yeah, in the right exactly. direction it's, it's, it's the kind that you always want to include Ava that's nice <laughs> but one thing I do want to point out to Dean uh, is that from the first time like I I put I get the emails that come in so the first time I read this email I was like this has to be on the show because. Okay, Dean, don't be insulted by this, but every point of your question towards us just screamed, I have no faith in myself, I have no confidence, and I'm constantly doubting myself. Even, I don't think you're going to read this. Right. I would be so stoked if it got onto your show. I'm not the hot guy. I do this, this, and this, which are all great things. I, you know, I'm, I work out, I'm fit, blah, 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 but... I'm not good enough. Like that's all that I he read. He told the you all time. the reasons to not like him. Exactly. Which is what I think you are projecting to other people. If you're screaming, I don't even like myself. Don't like me. Well, How are they ever going to? One of the things I, I learned um, is when I approach people, when I walk into a, a television studio, or I'm going on the Today Show or The View or something like that. Whatever I do, I did it today when I walk in here. In, when I when I walk into some place, in my head, I'm saying, "I like you, I like you, I like you, I like you, I okay. like you." And when I walk up and meet somebody, I do like them, and they feel it. Yeah, I felt it. Good. Yeah. yeah thank you. Energy, energy and vibes are so real. They're actually almost tangible. You know, if you mm-hmm. use one of those weird things that you hang i don't know you can actually you know get vibes that are coming out of someone's chakras essentially so those vibes actually i don't know creepy i don't know but no those things actually really exist so you can feel those real vibes coming out toward other people i honestly could talk to you guys for hours but we have to wrap up our show uh but thank you so much for coming in and please plug fine stay wherever you want you can you guys can do it right on this table yeah exactly we'll join in it'll be fun yeah join in please plug whatever you want to plug tell people how they can get in touch with you how they can see you how everything the beautiful ava adora is on the bunnyranch.com website which is the finest online shopping in the world today (laughs) and what is your email yeah you can email me at ava adora at bunnyranch.com i can answer more sex questions you can email me to hang out what is this maybe some more some hands-on experience you guys may not be able to provide if you will and and mine is bunnyranch.com at dennis hoff and it's uh, on on everything the new season the 13th season 14th 14th 13th year on the 14th at 11 (laughs) o'clock at night watch cat house it's about my crazy life and uh i think you're going to enjoy it and if, if people do have any questions please email me i i I know ava will answer email if you have any questions as silly as they might sound dennis at bunnyranch.com it's it's simple and you answer those and And you guys can also find 500 emails a day and i answer them all wow and you can also find their menu right on yeah, the menu is on, online on the Money Ranch site. Uh, our message board. No artichoke now, by the way, dip, that, disappointing. You, you're talking about guys <laughs> getting to know people and getting confidence. Yeah. If you go to, to com site and go into our message board, thousands of people in there, hundreds of bunnies, and, and people start talking and developing relationships there, and it, it could help you improve your, your social skills, or you might meet a nice girl like Ava. 
Yeah, good practice. Fantastic. Thanks for being on our show. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much for coming. Sure, sure. sure. All right, let's wrap it up. Okay. All right, we're done. This is the end of our show. But if you want to check out new episodes of the Ask Women podcast, please download from iTunes or Podcast One. Uh, You can also subscribe so you don't actually have to download. But every new episode comes out on Thursday. Every Thursday, and it's so weird without the music playing in the background <laughs> to do this for some reason. Uh, and also, please support us. Go use our Amazon link. Go to wingrowmethod.com slash Amazon. Please buy shit. Buy everything you can on Amazon using that link so that we can keep this show on the air. And we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to the Ask Women podcast. Go to podcastone.com next week for a brand new show.